Hey, Alex, what's up? Oh, Amy, I've been thinking about trends, fads, you know, cool words, uncool words, <laughs> um, because I have this theory that when grade ones start doing the trends, it's when it means like it's the end. It's the dying I mean? age. Yeah. So once it reaches grade one, I always need to check in with like my teachers that teach junior high and say like, is this still cool? Because grade ones are doing it. And usually it's like, oh yeah, that was like two years ago and it's over now. <laughs> two years. Yeah. I guess it's cycling down. It cycles all the way down to grade one then. Yeah. Because this was my example. I asked Amy the other day because my students are saying yeet so much y-e-e-t yeet yeah and when do <laughs> would you say like yeet was like all the rage? I mean to be completely honest <laughs> I haven't heard a kid fully say yeet right now here being back in Canada yeah, it's done yeah so that's why I, except I was telling you about that SNL skit that's where I heard them say yes. like yeet yeet and like yeah. It's All like that. old people trying to be cool with the trend, <laughs> but like six-year-olds, when they think it's cool, it's it's done, you know? And I got to say my favorite thing. Can I say it, Amy? Yes. I was like, please. I was like, Amy, I think yeet is yacht. <laughs> <laughs> yeet is yacht. <laughs> but this happened with like bottle flipping too. I would see it like on the right. internet and it was happening. I remember teachers talking about it all the time. And I was like, that's not happening in my classroom. Two years later, like everywhere you look, kids are bottle flipping. Sometimes I see a little throwback and people are bottle flipping, but yeah, it's definitely Not a trend. But I always remember when, when my brother was in high school, like schools are really the center of like the hubs of trends because they were really into planking then. And like, let's throw back how long oh ago planking gosh. was. 2015. You think so? I would even say it's like 13. Really? Yeah. But. I, yeah, 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 I'd yeah, say yeah. like right now in our high school, uh, it's really trending to wear Carhartt, which is like a mm -hmm. working man's brand. I always, oh, my brother, I'm always, he might actually listen to this episode <laughs> because of this conversation right here. He yeah. hates that people wear Carhartt. Oh, really? Right. Because he, um, wears it for work Yeah, and now it's trendy. Well, I was like, hates it. I was thinking, I'm like, this is literally designed for men who work outdoors. Yes. Men. Sorry. I was just about to correct my own self there. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I didn't get there. I was just about to say, and you woman. said men twice. So I thought I'd jump in. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that is the end thing is Carhartts and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. everyone wearing them. Like I've even seen teachers wear the Carhartt brand. Now here's the thing that's also getting confusing, right? So you think of like lesbian culture, what do you wear? Beanies. And you're like, how do I identify the other gays here? Beanies. Now straights are wearing the beanies. <laughs> how do you tell who's who? Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> that's me putting people in boxes. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Trends. Trends. Oh, cool. Look out for them. And uh, <laughs> stay <we're>, current. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're on them because we still say bomb.com. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. We're trending in our own ways. <laughs> yeah. Small towns, not small minds. Trending. <laughs> <laughs> so, moral dilemmas. How did we even think of this? I was watching a movie. It had one of those like really big moral dilemmas, like right at the end. I was thinking throughout watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, this would make such a good podcast episode. And my mom had watched it too. And she even contacted me and was like, you should do an episode on moral dilemmas. So here we are. 
Well, yeah. And I think when you asked me and we started fielding and researching about moral dilemmas, I was like, hmm, how is this on brand? But I was honestly, when we were doing our research, I was kind of like shooketh when I was reading <laughs> through them because it just really challenges your thought process. Yeah. And like critical thinking. Mm-hmm. But also I think Amy and I come from two different perspectives. So we haven't discussed any of these prior. Mm-mm. And I'm really interested to see because I think we're gonna have different answers. I think maybe not that much because I I guess we'll have to see. Because quite honestly, I think we're both pretty morally sound people, I like to think. Okay, well, earlier, like <laughs> 10 minutes ago, I believe we had on record you saying that you had a bigger moral compass than I did. No, you said that to me. And you agreed. <laughs> well, I am an amazing and honest human being, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, so we are going to start with just kind of like a warm-up scenario, and it is, you have made a purchase at a local store. But you're given too much change. Do you say something or do you keep quiet? Okay, so I feel like this has happened in real life for me. Mm-hmm. And in the situation where I get too much change given back to me, depending on how much it is, like I've had someone made the error before where they were trying to give me $15 back. And I was like, that's incorrect. Like they were actually supposed to give me like three. I don't even know how that happened. So when I feel like it's anything more than 10, I'm totally giving it back to them I'm like this is yours like this is actually wrong and I like show them the correction under 10 I have this thing where I'm like oh it's fine they made a slight error and I'm gonna like go buy myself a coffee but then it actually backfires for me because I spend the rest of the day in complete guilt where I feel worse about it and then I go and like do double good out so that I like get rid of that bad juju and energy. Like I'm like, I feel so bad. Someone made me $10 richer and I didn't do something. So I'm just going to like donate $20 to charity now because like that was wrong of me. So I like, it doesn't fend well. So I'd say for me in the long run, correcting them at the time is just easier for me because then I have this head game with myself where I'm like, that was wrong. I need to give it back. And I feel worse. See, Amy, we are not going to have the same answers. For me, it comes down to like, this is how I explain my morality in my head. If it's like a locally owned mom pop shop and there's like a discrepancy, like they didn't check something through or the change is incorrect, I'll mention it. Because like, I know them personally or I know that struggle. But if it's Walmart, that kind of stuff, this is a corporation. It's their (laughs) error and it's my win. And I don't say anything. I feel like (laughs) I've been in situations. I'm shaking my head over here. (laughs) So that was just our warm up. And we don't agree, Amy. (laughs) This next one's interesting because I feel like it's a less moral dilemma and just like dilemma, dilemma. Where So your lunch keep missing missing at work and you know who's taking it each day. So do you confront them? Do you report them? Do you get back at them by pranking them? Or are you quiet? Like, what would you do in that scenario? I feel like you should go first because what now I'm like, oh my gosh, you shocked me. <laughs> Last one. You criminal. You no, criminal. I like this feels not moral to me. This is more like a person to person thing. And I would just confront them, especially like if I if I knew 100% who was taking it, I would be like, that is my lunch. You are taking it. Please don't. Like, I I don't mind confrontation and I'll do that. I would never prank someone about it. I don't, wouldn't be reporting them. Like, I would deal with that myself. Oh, my gosh. I think um this would be kind of, it could be really awkward with the confrontation. So for me, like my personality, I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity to like set up an amazing prank. <laughs> like, 
oh my gosh I'm like I was like I wish someone was taking my lunch so I could like and then detective find out and then I set up this amazing prank which I catch them and we all laugh about it for the entire year <laughs> like I put that much thought I would put that much thought into pranking them because I think oh it would be gosh. so hilarious see like that's why I love this episode Amy because you and I, like, <laughs> I was like that is not on my radar I would never do that I would just go to them and, and I- like but I feel like if you prank them they would like a hundred percent oh my gosh they would never steal anyone's lunch again right I feel like I would set them straight. I can be kind of scary. I'm sure the confrontation would also set them straight. Like, they're, they're probably like, I'm for sure not stealing her lunch, but they might sneak on to someone else and steal their lunch. No, I'm 100% pranking someone. Oh my gosh, don't steal Amy's lunch, people. Yeah, or That's do and be prepared. Oh <laughs> okay, well, those are the warm-up questions, and we clearly did not match I'm each other. I'm so excited to see the tough ones. Scenario one, telling a secret. Your friend tells you that they have committed a crime. They explain that they are having trouble sleeping at night and they feel that you're the only one that they can trust with their confession. A few days later, you read in the paper that someone else has been arrested for your friend's crime. What do you do? I mean, this for me is easy. Maybe now it's not what is the level of the crime. I I would report it. Okay, if they like did... A small time crime that doesn't affect anyone. Well, should we like name a crime then? Murder. Well, murder seems pretty big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would say like let's say they don't pay for their gas. Do, mm, that's so minor. I mean, I. Oh my god. Okay. Well, you. <laughs> <can win. laughs> okay. mm. How about they steal a car? I'm reporting that. I'm okay. reporting that regardless if someone like gets... is your friend. Yeah, if they're like, I stole this car, mm-hmm. and even if it's not in the newspaper. I'm reporting that. I'm with you on this one. I think, I mean, this reminds me of a time that I had. And I had a friend who stole, we were at this girl's house. And she was like new that year to school. And her mom was like really encouraging her to make friends. And me and another friend got invited to her house for a sleepover. And she like gave us the whole tour of her house and was really excited. And something had gone down in the sleepover. And this other girl, friend one, stole this like piece of jewelry that was really precious to this girl and then told me about it. And I was in grade six at the time. And like, I couldn't sleep. I was like sick to my stomach. I went home after the sleepover. I was not okay. And my mom was like, is everything okay? And I was like, no, something happened. I've witnessed a crime. I've witnessed a crime, mom. But at, at the same time, I was more friends with friend number one than this new girl, friend number two, just like couldn't sleep. The next day, still not feeling good. And I was like, I like told friend one, like, listen, you need to either fess up and give that back or like I'm telling. And she was like, well, I'm not giving it back. And so I told and I told my family and she ended up being in a lot of trouble. And she was very mad at me, but we were kids. And at the end, I knew like if she was my friend, that she would still be my friend after the the whole drama of it. But yeah, I would say if my friends come in with me with a crime, I'm I'm with you, Alex. Like, okay, what about this though? Okay, you're gonna give me a minor crime now. Yeah, like okay, trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've trespassed, and I tell you this. Mm-hmm. Someone else gets arrested for it. I mean, who's getting arrested for this major trespassing? I don't know. I'm just okay, trying to pick my. We things. had an argument about trespassing. This is why she's bringing this up because. 
we got in trouble for trespassing. Yes, we almost got arrested. Oh, please. It was barely... The man was the nicest man in the world. We accidentally trespassed. We did accidentally <laughs> trespass. And, there were signs we didn't see them. Uh, yeah. Like, honestly, we did not see them. And then he came up, and he was actually super friendly. He was like, are you guys just taking pictures? I think he was worried that we were, like, vandalizing or something. And we were like, oh, oh. And he's like, you can't be here. This is private property. You're even, like, putting in tone that wasn't there. Yeah. Like, he like, was literally like, are you guys just taking pictures? Like, he was, like, not casual. At first, he sounded a little bit out of breath. But I don't know if it was because he, like, put his car in park and ran out to us. And I was like, I was a little bit frightened. I was like, ugh. But, um... He was really casual about it and was like, to me, trespassing isn't really a, a crime. Like, I know you said you gave me some context. You're like, on an acreage, it is a crime. Well, like, for me, I remember one day going home and there was a woman on, like, just walking on our property. And that was so jarring to me. And I was in high school and I was home alone. And I was like, there's this person on our property. Like, that doesn't just happen, you know? And so... I guess in the countryside, that would be quite scary. Yeah, because people just don't go on other people's property like that without letting anyone know she lost her dog anyway that was that but see that's what i mean like is trespassing really a crime then she's looking for her dog no it wasn't a crime but i'm but also like there's so much rural crime that i mean trespassing right now is like tricky mm-hmm. because people could like jump to conclusions for sure i don't know like back to this question i feel like for me if it's like such a small time crime like amy says she trespassed um i'm not gonna like go tell people about that but if someone is going down for a crime that yeah. I know about, I'm not going to keep quiet about that. That's yeah. like, that's like my yeah. end statement. I would hundred percent agree. I mean, the fact, the question even says like, this person couldn't sleep. They have trouble sleeping. That's why they come to you to talk about this. So it's obviously a big enough offense that someone has done. So I would say like, I would probably coach them to like what they should do. I'd be like, listen, like, you need to turn yourself in, you know, the fact that you can't sleep, like that's a huge indicator already. Like go deal with this. Like you've committed a crime, own up to it. Mm -hmm. You know, what am I supposed to do now? Just sit on this and like hope for the best for you. Like, I'm sorry. You shouldn't have done it in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Moral police over here. (laughs) Okay. This one's a little bit longer, but stay with me here. So it's called expensive treatment. Your partner is dying from a rare disease. Luckily, a cure has recently been invented by a single pharmacist. They are selling the cure for 10 times the amount it cost him to make it, and you try to raise the money, but you can't raise enough. You believe you can break into his store one night after he's gone home to steal the cure. This would definitely save your partner, although you might be arrested for a crime. What do you do? Okay, this is the love of my life. This is the absolutely only cure known to man. I feel like two people... Sorry, yes. And there's no way to get other money. You've tried all efforts. There's no way. Like, you've tried everything. You've exhausted everything. I mean, this is just crazy. Why is he charging so much money for this? Bitches want riches. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm stealing it. I'm risking my life in hope that this person will heal. And even... On the fact that I get charged, like, let's say I do get charged for this crime. I'm hoping that gives my significant other, you know, that many more years. I mean, it would be sad, right? Because what if I did get jailed for stealing, which is the crime? I would say I would do it if it meant that they could live a little bit longer and suffer less. So I would put myself at risk for the other person. I feel like a hypocrite, though. 
because here I am like, don't do a crime, people. Why? But then you're like, trespassing's no big deal. Stealing trespassing. from a pharmacist. Okay, but don't tra- care. I mean, like, okay, to clarify, trespassing on like, just open land. Like, what are you going to do on open land? Like, I'm not throwing a party. I'm literally you don't hiking. Know. Maybe you're stealing their machinery. I like, I have to fully admit, I trespass all the time. Like, Amy, don't hiking get to and walking. People can write in. <laughs> but Kate, I'm just thinking of the reality of this. Like, how are you even breaking? Like, okay, you have to break into shoppers right now in Stedler. How are you even doing that? Yeah. I think logistically, like, I wouldn't work out the details, but if it meet, like, the question is just saying, like, if you if you could break in and get it and, like, breaking in already, I've, like, obviously I've never done a break and entry. Um, obviously. Clearly. We don't know that. <laughs> and I think, like, that's, that's this whole beast itself about, like, how you're going to plan it out and map it out and everything. But, yeah. I mean, are like you, real I think the real question, here. yeah, <laughs> I think the real question is, like, are you willing to risk it for your partner? I think that's what it's really asking. I don't know that it's really asking that. Like, so for me, like, say I'm just at Shoppers, I'm filling my own, like, purchase or whatever, and if the antidote's right there and no one's looking, that would be a time that I would, like, take it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But, planning a whole Quick heist now. oh I don't know about that and then also like what kind of like I don't know right now that I would put my life on a, a line for anyone where you love them that much well that seems like not okay because there's people I really love in my life but like answer the damn question Alex <laughs> I don't, I, like, are you stealing the cure or not oh my god <laughs> if it is like a simple way for me to steal the cure even if I am going to get jail time yes but when I'm looking at, like, how do you even break into shoppers or to this pharmacist's place? Like, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. I think, I think, okay, I feel like the more you think about it, like, you're thinking, like, okay, how do I, like, you know, how am I actually going to get it in my hands and physically walk out of the store? I start to think now, the longer we sit on this one, I'm also putting my job at risk and putting my reputation oh, yeah. at and risk. And then, like, what kind of life is your partner leading without you like you put yourself in jail like if the opportunity arises where like I can I can get it secretly or like it's like hey no one's looking and I can't afford it then I'm gonna try I'm not just gonna be like it's right there and not take it yeah but I don't know how to break into anything I don't even know how to pick a lock I locked myself out of my own bedroom and I had to have someone come over and unhinge the doors for me I'm sorry when did that happen? <laughs> when I lived with Basement Troll, I was, like, so scared of him. Like, because he seemed like a sketchy character. I always locked my bedroom door. So oh. I was going out, and then I locked my keys in my bedroom. He had to, like, disassemble the door for me to get back into my bedroom. Oh, my goodness. To answer the question, I'm not entirely sure. Like, I guess it depends on the circumstances, how hard or easy it is to steal it. If it's... If it's easy, I'm going to try, I think. Okay, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Like, the logistics of... I watched way too much Animal Kingdom in the first part of a lockdown here in Canada, <laughs> where I was fully, like, I am ready to be a, like, a mastermind criminal. And you're right. Like, there is a lot more calculation to be a successful... Especially not to get caught. Like, All I feel I like... Is, like, picture me in the hallways of Grey's Anatomy and, like, the <laughs> cart is there and I just, like, put it in my purse. I feel you. But the more you talked about it and the more you sat with it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm wrong. Like, your logic makes far more sense here. But I was like, no, I just have to go with my gut on these ones. Right. So okay. I would say I'm stealing it. Okay. 
I'm just hands down. I'll find a way. Mm-hmm. And and me, I'm gonna try, but it depends. <laughs> Don't marry Depending me. Depending on I how guess. easy it is to get it. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, not a bad answer. That's clever. Okay, the next one. Ugh, this one. <laughs> but I, this one, I feel like is way more reality than the other ones. Yeah, I think that's also why I get a very guttural feeling when I read this. Okay, you are at your best friend's wedding just an hour before the ceremony is about to start. And earlier that day, you came across a definitive proof that your best friend's spouse-to-be is having an affair with the maid of honor. Just awful. If you tell your friend about the affair, their day will be ruined. But you don't want her or him to be marrying a man-cheater. Or a man-cheater. <laughs> man eater <laughs> <laughs> no you just don't want them to be marrying a cheater so what do you do i mean do you- i hate the timing of this one because like if it was not on the wedding day it feels a lot more like clear cut right but like on the wedding day and you have like definitive proof you like see it happen like it says spouse. it says it's your about oh oh you're not okay right? so like i don't know if i'm gonna confront the spouse and be like you need to tell yeah them, or if i go to like the bride to be and just be like this is what i saw I think that's what I'm doing first is going to the bride to be and be like, this is what I saw. I guess I don't know how close I am to like the... Because you don't know what boundaries are set within someone's relationship either. That's actually really true. And so that was the thing I had, like maybe, I don't know, but that seems really inappropriate still on your wedding day for that, for an occurrence to happen just an hour before. I don't know. I, well, first off, this made me think like, there's just so much on a line on the line when it's a wedding day, right? People mm-hmm. put a lot of money. There's a lot of time. People are all here. Well, so that's there's like the embarrassment factor too of like, say you tell them and they don't go through it at the wedding, then they have to like tell everybody right then, like the wedding's off. Whereas if this was happening, like not around a wedding time, I feel like you have a lot more time to think about like, okay, maybe I'll just like talk to my best friend and be like, Hey, this is, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be out in the public as much yeah. as like the wedding day. A hundred percent. But this just made me think too, of like how much I would want a more intimate wedding because I'm like the pressures of these big weddings, just me personally, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a disaster because there's just so much building culminating pressure right. here already on top of now something, you know, morally has gone off. I honestly struggle with this one when I read it because, you know, I know for some people and it kind of depends on the friend, like what if she's been planning this for years? I know some, some friends of my own, they just like, they've been like mapping out their board of like what their perfect wedding and day is going to look like. That has like any to do with like, I've never planned out my wedding, Amy. So then it doesn't matter. If but you no, see no, my no. like spouse cheating? No, it's it's more on the the fact that I'm like, you know, that's I guess that's right cuz then like it's going to be tainted regardless. Really, if you think about it, like well, Do you want them to go through yeah. it on a lie? Like I would tell I would tell my like I would tell the bride to be in that scenario like over... right before. Yes. It happened right before. Yes. Yeah. So instead of like confronting like the the cheating couple I would be going to the bride to be and saying, this is what I saw happen. Yeah. I, I think that's the only, 
logic that makes sense. I just, I would, I just feel this person's pain. Yeah. Quite honestly, like just reading this, I'm like, this is so disastrous. And then like, there's just so many parts that are so disastrous for this person. It's like, all these people are here. Then also like, this is your, like, what if it, this is your best friend. This is your spouse to be like, it's just all these people, you know, already. I I just, your best friend. And then it's the maid of honor. So obviously that's like a very very close close person. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely am telling telling my friend right away but it's just like you just feel this pain like when I read this it's just mm, I don't like it yeah me neither but this one I have like a less like moral confusion and stuff on it where like I feel like I'm not keeping that inside and I don't like it feels less confusing than the other ones because like first of all this is the scenario that could happen I know um I think that's the part that I struggled with is like this could happen yeah whereas the other ones are so hypothetical I'm like (laughs) sure I could assemble like assemble a team of like Ocean's Eleven and we could like we could do this we could pull up drop from the ceiling get the cure right like we (laughs) distract ourselves no one knew we were there dust the fingerprints yeah I could get a Matt Damon (laughs) (laughs) It was it ocean which one was it with all the girls it's oceans, oceans eight. Oh, that one's the best oceans no they're all good they're all i love good, the female like cast though on me that too ocean eight. but i feel like oceans 11 just like was so seamless whereas oceans eight was like it was quick and good i liked it but it was like i think i liked it because it was like fashion and like the cast was like oh awesome. the cast was amazing like all female cast so fun yeah um yeah we're definitely we're both telling the yeah. bride to be yeah, 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 or yeah. whoever's getting married at that time it's just I feel so crummy if this was to ever happen to someone and like to think you know it even happened to someone that we know or out right. here it's just like oh like I don't know that I've ever heard like someone say crummy in such a long time <laughs> I feel so crummy <laughs> I love that <laughs> oh well let's move on to the next one this last one's called The Runaway Trolley, and you might have heard of this one uh, or a variation of it. I know I like learned about this taking a psych class. So a runaway trolley is heading down the tracks towards five work people who will be killed if the trolley proceeds on its present course. But you have the ability to change the trolley's route. If you do that, though, it'll go down the other track where a single person is standing. What do you do? When you say trolley, I'm picturing a train instead because the trolleys just seem so okay, like... Sure. Oh my god. <laughs> runaway um, train. A runaway train. One side, it's going to kill five people. The other side, it's going to kill one person. Yes. You have the ability to switch it. Well, obviously, less lives will be sacrificed to kill the one person. See, it's so funny you say obviously, and that's like your immediate gut reaction because for me, I'm like, but then you... You are in the position where I say, like, you're, quote, like, playing God, because, like, right now, this is, like, the fate of the trolley, and it's going towards those five people, and, like, you see it for a brief second, but as soon as you change it, isn't that, like, manslaughter, then, because you... Or isn't that, like, heroism? Because you're stopping, like, five to one. Why is, like, one... I think about EMTs for a second, like... They triage when they when they come across a scene and it's like disastrous and any mm-hmm. type of emergency where there's multiple people and it's like, okay, do I want to harm five people or one? So I'm looking at it from like a numbers perspective. But like EMT is more like how many people do I have like the chance, chance of, of saving? saving? Whereas right now I can save five people. 
I don't know what I do in this scenario. Like, because you're saying it's natural trajectory is already to like, that's kind of fate. Do you know what I mean? But and you're in you a driver's want... position. Are you not in this trolley or runaway train? Well, you're not the driver in this, like one that's oh. like, you can like switch the track. You're okay. like a track switcher. So I'm like yelling at people first. I'm like, get off the track. <laughs> right. Get, yeah. out. get out of here. And right. like, I'm like going to pull that lever thing that switches the yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, Okay. I'm yelling at everyone first. I'm sounding all the alarms. Well, yeah. No one is just <laughs> going to be like, I'm going to watch how this plays. <laughs> I'm going to, well, that's what you're saying though. You're like, it's on its natural trajectory course. It's like, okay, but like, what, how can I make this less harmful? I'm going right. to pull the lever and make it less harmful. Yeah, kill one person. Yeah. So then make it a different challenge. I'm now ready. that one person is someone you love. It's like your mom. Yeah. Now what do you do, Amy? Then I just let fate happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's someone I know too. So then then you're like, right? So then that puts it into like I know it's like, are you still gonna kill that many more people? Because before you were so one? clear cut, you're like five strangers, one stranger. Don't care mm. other than less people. That is someone else's mom. Yeah, but I can't be responsible for killing my own mom. <laughs> you sound like you're gonna like yeah. my my mom. Mom. <laughs> No, in that scenario too, I could not switch it to kill someone I love. Like I just I no. couldn't. I couldn't be the one to like move that switch and do like no. one over five. So we're we're killing five yes. workmen work people work sorry <laughs> if they're men well we know we're feminists so equals man haters yes <laughs> equals man haters. <laughs> is that the same answer for you you're saving your beloved family member yeah like for me like i can't in this like hypothetical scenario right now 100 i either kill five strangers or one person mm-hmm. i love my mom my dad someone like that i can't i can't make no. that switch Mm-mm. um Ugh. I don't know what I do when it's stranger and stranger. Really? Like one versus five? It was all strangers. There's one person on the track. There's five people walking on the track. Is it my job to like switch the thing? This is not my like job. I just like happen to walk past the truck. Just happen to be standing at this runaway train station (laughs) and standing by the lever that controls this. Yes. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, that one, that, that part seems far more obvious to me. Right. It doesn't for me because like, it's like fate. <laughs> Guys, stay off the train tracks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like five people, one people, strangers, strangers. But if you jump in front of it, you die, but you save everyone. What do you do? Ooh. So, like, I'm sacrificing myself to save, like, six, six people. people. I don't. Six people that I don't know. I can't. Mm. I, I don't think I would. I think it also depends, like, if you, that's a hard one. I guess, like, I guess I'm saving myself. Yeah. But if it means just me or six people die, like, I think that that goes back to, like, you saving your mom or five people because it's, again, the person you know, you feel responsible to them. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm this one person that fights for myself. So I feel like I'm saving myself, too. Now, it's... Are you, is there's more tears to this question? I don't know. I just, okay. I was like, oh my God. Would you, if you had the ability then say it's like five people you don't know and a beloved person, but you have the ability to like sacrifice your own life and save all six of them. And one is one person, you know, 
Yeah, I'm doing it that then. I'll do that. Yeah, if my mom was in that crowd, like, so if my mom and these five workers, I was killed and sacrificed to them, I would. I would do that. I don't know that I can make that decision in the moment like that. I don't know. No. I mean, these are all hypotheticals too. I think like if you were in that situation, but I've had like weird situations happen to me where I'm in a car and there's times where it's like come close to it. And someone said to me, like, you reacted in a way that like protected me. Like I was like, I remember I had to do something and this person wasn't fully ready for impact. And I was like sticking myself in front of them to like hold them back. So I think, I mean, as much as we can argue, you know, what would we do in these situations? I think sometimes you don't really know. No, I know that's the thing. You're forcibly, yeah, like there and you're reacting and you're kind of even shocked about how you're reacting. Yes. I mean, I think now that I'm thinking of it too, when it's like, me are strangers. Isn't it so weird though? Isn't it so weird how you like make that? But I think that's the power of human beings. We're such emotional creatures. Yeah. And like the relationships we've connected with people are very valuable and it goes to show how valuable they are. Right. Because even with my mom, my mom's like 60. Oh, she's going to be happy. I did, <laughs> told everyone she's 60. <laughs> even though she's 60, I would still like jump in front of it and do it. Right. But I mean, like, I don't think age has anything to do with like the relationship. Sure. But I'm just saying like, she, I know she would do the same thing for yes. me. So maybe that's yes. why I'm like, she would do that for me. I'm going to do that for her. Right. What would you do? Um, <laughs> now you're just... I know. I just keep thinking more. So like a murderer or like a child molester or something in one of the groups, do you like turn it to like the side where you know that person is like a quote bad person? Yes. Right. Like somebody who's committed an offense or crime that's like pretty heinous deemed upon society if they're one versus five and I don't know these other right, five people. I guess people. you're doing it when it's a stranger anyway. Yeah. I don't like, think I've answered this question in any capacity. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just you spouting them to I me know, I keep like, asking you. Um, but if it's someone, I guess that one's kind of obvious. It's like, you know, some that one person has committed a crime. That's quite like, honestly, two pedophiles and sex offenders in jail systems. They they're at risk. They're high risk. I was talking to a correctional officer and he was mentioning too that like, you know, they have to be vigilant and watching those because people are attacking them constantly. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to turn it to that one person in that situation. Plus again, still that goes back to mine because I told you already, I I'm saving the five people over one. Yeah. So yeah. what about you? Are you, I mean, there's no possible way to know this in real life, but like, yeah, yeah if it's like, Again, but, uh, it feels so weird to, like, say, like, I yeah, feel like I'm, I'm trying like, to convince you to, like, be, like, I'm right. <laughs> but no, I no one's right, right in like, these. I think I go back to the original, like, five and one. I don't know what I would do. And then if there's a loved one involved, then I'm not turning it towards the loved one. If yeah. I can sacrifice myself instead of a loved one, I'm going to do that. Okay, yeah. And if I know it's going to go towards someone that has done, like, like a heinous crime, then I'm not going to stop it. No. Yeah. I'll like, I'll like turn it towards them. I'm not going to stop it. Yeah. If it's saving other people. Right. I'm not just going to like, I empty track in a murderer. I'm not just going to be like, murderer. You're like, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's why this example I feel like is used so much because it really is a big moral dilemma. Mm -hmm. It makes you think of your own relationships too. 
right? Like I just think of how connected we are as humans. And like the moment you involve someone that you love, it's huge. And like, that's the other one, stealing the cure. Like the moment it's involved with your emotions that you care for this person Mm -hmm. and you deeply would care for them, you want to do everything that you possibly can. So I, I think it comes back to our connection as human beings. Um, but it's kind of neat as educators. I was I was thinking like we the kids deal with moral dilemmas, the students all the mm-hmm. time. And as teachers, we get to see them and how they react. And That's actually true. How they handle things and like we kind of weigh in. We're kind of like their moral guides, honestly, right. throughout like the day. It's yeah. like yeah, you just punch that kid. Hmm, that wasn't a great choice. So like yeah. talking about like all of that. So really, we kind of are moral guys we're moral compasses oh my gosh. <laughs> on our day-to-day jar of questions if you could write a book about anything what would it be about great question this was a write-in and uh they mentioned that they know i'm writing a book because i know i've talked about that uh, my goal was to finish it in 2019 and then 2020 and here we are <laughs> um, but i um, it's coming out yes I read this quote once that said, um, write the book you want to read. And so I loved reading young adult books when I was a teen. And that was a genre I loved. And then as I am uh, now an adult, I'm finding there's a really like there's a lack of books of my age group right now and the experience um, post grad before kids. And I'm not finding a lot of literature out there that I'm relating to in my own experience. So that's what I'm writing about is kind of a coming of age story after graduation, finding out who you are in the working world, but still balancing your romantic life and your friendships and a job and adulting, which I know Mm -hmm. is not on trend. Um, Gen Z says that's not cool anymore, but it is about adulting. And so that's kind of or my... just finding your way because yeah. I also think that's like living in your prime in that zone because it's like you're making money now you've yeah. started your career or you're onwards towards your career and your passions but then you're like still young and are people and navigating you seriously yeah. and there's all bills and stuff and then so I caught like it, the book I'm writing also is like funny it's like a comedy because there's just like I think it's laughable sometimes like you kind of fake it till you make it and yeah sometimes you're in charge of people that are your senior and you're like, why do I have the authority to make this? While at the same time, you're like texting all these people on Tinder and like <laughs> and you're just trying to like be professional. It's just dating, living oh, life yeah. after university exactly. or like early, late like 20s. 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically our lives. Yes. <laughs> it's about two girls. I would read podcast. it. Yeah. <laughs> I would read it. Um, and also I love the rule where you're like, read or sorry, write what you would want to read. Yeah. It's like gift exchange rules. People like bring a gift that you would want. (laughs) Someone will want it there. So absolutely. What about you, Amy? Yeah. Um, so I do have a fun project that I've kind of abandoned in the past and I'm going to kind of keep that one a little held closer. It's a probably not appropriate thing to pitch here. <laughs> so that book is kind of, you know, secretive, secret, Does secret it have book. A expletives in the title. Um, it's, uh, it's a tale. Okay. <laughs> or two. 
But um, the book that I can tell you about that I've trying been trying to put some effort into is actually about my grandmother and her story. She was actually a, her words, orphan. Um, she grew up not knowing her biological parents. And uh, she has these two females that have raised her historically in the past. And she gives me a great detail of their personalities. And it's really interesting because I don't think my grandmother ever thought that they were a lesbian couple. But the more I sit down and interview my grandma, um, I'm led to believe and interpret that they are. And so she kind of, uh, they're, they're kind of a collection of my grandmother's stories of her life um, in London and being raised by these women. And that's a true story that's kind of close to our family as well. And I think it just would make for a really good capture for my grandma, especially as she's getting older. So I've actually done a little bit of the, the background work of gathering her DNA results because she doesn't know a lot of her background. Um, I do have her like marriage certificate and things like that. So yeah, really cool stuff. And, uh, so that's probably the book I would write. Cool. That's a nice keepsake to have. Yeah, I think it'd be neat. So maybe you're out there writing a book or inspired to write a book. And we, we hope you stay creative and keep on writing. Thank you for listening to our World Dilemmas podcast. We got a little sweaty behind the scenes on some of those questions. And subscribing and reviewing our podcast goes a long way in promoting it to others. So here's our plug to ask you to do the same for us. Maybe that'll help us get a sponsor one day. Thanks so much.